Hey everybody, I'm Jay Jones. And I'm LT. And we are the, the Dose, Dose Offensive, Offensive Gentlemen. Gentleman. Now let's talk about some shit. Hey, hey Jay. What's up? I think we're back. Are we back? We're back! <laughs> All right. So I think the last time we apologized for not being, <laughs> being gone for a long time. We did, yeah, because yeah. we just listened to it. We're like, oh, shit, we're going to have to say that again. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we, we're going to have to do this all again. And it's mainly because we, we've we been busy. Yeah, lots know. going on, being away, Yep. Com- so, the comings and goings. Yeah, so this episode is uh, going to be mainly about our, our trips. Yeah, the back in Alien Paraguayan adventures. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like to call them. I don't care if anybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so uh the last couple of weeks um it's been hard to get together because I've been back and forth several places. Uh Jay's been back and forth several places and then <clears throat> and, and, and and yeah, and I'm going right back out. Yep. <laughs> this is just the yeah, calm before the storm. <laughs> you're you're heading right back out. Yeah. I'm about to be overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, so I mean, well, that's only half true. Yeah, that's true. No. You 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 you're way underpaid (laughs) yeah (laughs) seriously yeah so we've been really really busy but we've gotten uh, a lot of good things to talk about and uh in our travels and so uh on this one this is going to be actually a change of haze jay is going to take the lead here uh because he uh went out uh and not only uh had a kick-ass work uh, business trip um, but brought back many wonderful things for us to, uh, many uh, great libations for us to uh, try. So uh, with this, uh, let's go into our Bartender, Bartender Weekly. Weekly. <laughs> so This is what happens when you don't have the podcast so much, man. Like all my like energy goes into like yells like that. Like I feel like I'm Michael Buffer. Oh my god. See, you know what I'm talking Jesus. about. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. I get paid lots of money to say that. Uh but yeah, so one of the things I brought back from my travels was wine. Wine. From my favorite winery, which uh, is gonna be kind of a focal point of uh of uh of the discussion. So, uh, without any further ado, so we have uh, Scarbolo is the name of the winery. It, uh, it it was introduced to me back in 2010 time frame, 2011, uh, when I lived in Italy, and uh, by far my favorite uh, winery, by far. Um, so, it is located up in the north of Italy, in the Friuli Veneto region, uh, just outside of Udine, U D I N E, so it looks like Udine, uh, but uh, it is uh, absolutely. Um, see, look, so I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that it's like it's not so unique of a wine, but I have such an emotional attachment to it that I just love it, you know, and and I'll get into into the backstory on that too. Uh, but for Bartender Weekly. We are drinking a Pinot Grigio wine. This is the first wine for the podcast, if I remember correctly. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I think, think it is, is yeah. So um, ma- so it's a Pinot Grigio, and it's called Mattia, M-A-T-T-I-A. And 
what it is is this this uh, particular um, uh, vintage was that what, wine because mm-hmm. I mean he has a few different pre, uh, Pinot Grigios but uh, this particular one uh, was named after his son and he has another one named Laura that's named after his daughter because they're entering into the business so they did their own wines and they named them after themselves and they're both really good. But uh, so again, like it's a whole family <laughs> affair. It, it just man, like it's just, how cool is that? Right. I mean, like it's like <sighs> I have my own wine. Yeah, yeah. <clears> Laura, <throat> that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> and and then, you know, and if it does well and the winery does well, that's something yeah. that's gonna live. That's gonna live after them. Like, uh, absolutely. You know. So and that's that brings me to another thing. The winery has so Scarbolo wines. Uh, has a you know a, a variety of wines, but I know for sure that his my time, uh, mm. which uh, we've had before previously, uh, which is a white blend be- between a Chardonnay, a Pinot Grigio, and something else, something else. I'm not not entirely sure. Chardonnay, mm. Pinot Grigio, and in that region, uh, I don't think they they don't do rieslings down there. No, no, they don't do rieslings. So um, I have to look that up later, but. Okay. So that's what uh, so his my time is uh rated like uh in like the wine magazines and wine ratings like high nineties out of a hundred. Mm. So I mean it's it's absolutely just a fantastic wine. Um, so that's definitely one of my favorites uh, on the white uh spectrum. But then you go on the red spectrum. So much racist. Yeah, I was waiting <laughs> for it. Uh, and then you have Rafosco. Rafosco. Is like uh, something that oh, it's just so delicious. It's like the it's like a Merlot light, yeah. Because it's really smooth, but it doesn't have as much of like a dry bite to it. It has more of a, a, a I'd say probably a fruitier, little bit, a little bit. But it's no. not sweet wine at all. No, it's not a sweet wine. It's no. a dry. It's a dry wine, but it's not. Yeah. It's not super dry. It's not like you know. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have the high tannin concentration, so yeah. you're not going to do that. But anyway, let's get back to the to the lower or to the Matia. Uh so that is what we're drinking. I do not know the exact uh vintage of this. It's a twi- it it's is a, a twenty fifteen uh Friuli uh Pinot Grigio uh from Scarbola wines. And uh we are gonna take a sip and just as a reminder to our viewers out there, viewers, listeners, <laughs> you're not gonna hear the clink this time. Yeah, no uh no no, no whiskey, no cubes. It's just straight deliciousness. Yeah. So I expect you to always be drinking. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Uh, so it's my turn to do the uh, the toast, and I will toast that. <clears throat> let me get let me get my snob voice going on. <clears throat> Life is too short to drink shitty wine. <laughs> Cheers. I don't think this. <laughs> Shut up, LT. It works. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with the sentiment, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how it's too short to drink bad wine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. <laughs> we put our own yeah. DOG uh. spin on it. Yeah. And uh, so, so that, you, that's how it's going to be from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Why, would you expect anything less? <laughs> that's that's my question to you, really. Like, no. would you? If I would have said it properly, you'd been like, oh, such a disappointment. Such so, a wasted opportunity. So, so let down. So yeah. Let down. Yeah. So, what do you think of the wine? Oh, good, right? Uh, One, so I'm not a very big, I prefer reds over whites. Racist. Uh, There we go. Uh Uh, But um, 
when it comes to white wines, I do love uh, Pinot Grigios, and this is one of the better ones I've had, yeah. bar none. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a world class drunk, so when I say I've drink, drunk a lot of shit, I've drunk a lot of shit, and this uh. is this is by far one of the best Pinot Grigios I've had. Nice. Yeah. So nice. Well, um. I got I got a box downstairs, and I think you have the I think it's the Laura's waiting for you. Oh. So you you and the wife can uh, enjoy that. But the who? Oh shit! Yeah. See now now she's gonna know I have the boxes. God. See now now you just ruined everything. Yeah. You know, because now she's gonna be like, no, nah. yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be like, oh, I thought you I thought you. Where's the a, wine, LT? Where's this the, is bullshit. Where's the wine? I'm like, he didn't he didn't bring us any wine, baby. <laughs> He didn't bring his wine. He, he drank it all himself. Yeah, he, he while he was driving, yeah. asshole. <laughs> but, but there's like 12 empty bottles in the back seat. I don't know where those came no, from. No, it's weird. <laughs> Fucking, he just threw them in the back. All right, damn, babe. Damn it, all right, I'll bring I'll bring home a bottle. Yeah, a bottle. <laughs> the other five are staying here. No, I'm just uh, so, uh, so anyway, let me tell you about my trip. Right. So my work trip, um, I had to go down to. Uh, Italy, um, just outside of Trieste, and uh, that was that was a, a nice that was a nice uh, drive. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, because you opted. I you, opted to drive. You opted was, to drive because yeah. you wanted to bring back wine instead of fly. Well, the, good thing I didn't fly either. There's a good story about that. Okay, yeah. So, so good thing I decided to drive, but I decided to drive not because I was going back and forth, but because I had a secondary location that I had to go afterwards and f- all the transportation obstacles i would dr- just rather depend on myself and driving so that that's me he's a strong independent man yeah I, I don't need no plane uh so uh so uh you know uh standard day of driving i'm driving about uh um you know from from where we live down to um trieste which is about an eight hour drive uh eight hours on a good day it took me a lot longer than that because I went through Munich, and so I uh, went down south to southern Germany, Bavaria, crossed into, or actually, um, uh, went down to uh, Munich, got a little bit past Munich, uh, got a phone call from a uh, <coughs> a uh, co-worker, and he was like, hey, so just let you know, they canceled my flight from Munich to Trieste. And like, well, you know, I'm in, I'm close to Munich if you need a ride. He's like, yeah, okay, so but guess what? Turn around, went and got him. So if I wouldn't have been on that flight, it would have been canceled too, and I'd have been effed. Yeah. So um, anyway, went and got him. So I drove that whole way by myself and then drove with him all the way down. So down to from Munich to Austria, through Austria, and then into um, Trieste area. Um, I actually love this region. It's at the base of the mountains, so you can see the mountains kind of in the... Um, kind of in the distance, but it's in a valley, so it's really flat. Um, but again, I kind of lived in this region for four years before, and I absolutely loved it. Um, just the the culture, the food, the food, the food, the food, the food, oh my God. <laughs> and the wine, right? So, um, you know, after after we get done with work, which I'm not going to elaborate on, um, I. I get to the hotel and I'm like, "Hey guys, like I've been talking about this this restaurant that the uh, that the uh, Scarbolo owns, that Walter Scarbolo owns." Uh 
and it's called La Frosca. And I've been talking about it. I'm like, we're going to be in the area. We're going to be close by. We're going to be, like, within tasting distance of this fucking place, right? So excited. Like, even now, thinking about my adventure going there, I'm, like, getting antsy with. Uh, so I told uh, I told the guys, like, I'm going to make a reservation for four, right? Because that's how many people were we had. And two opted out. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to make reservations for two then. So... It was it was a it was a, it was a bro date bro mandate right. Drive over there and I'm I'm trying I got the coworker in the uh, in the passenger seat and I'm driving and I'm just like you know yeah this is probably like my favorite restaurant you know I'm trying to like not not hype it up but I'm trying to tell him how good I, it was when I was there and this is like my favorite restaurant I loved it we had such a great time this is kind of what we used to do we used to have like. A group of people go like every few months, like every quarter, and or like every season, and we would uh, we would have a minimum minimum of six drinkers. Okay, there's a reason for that because we needed DDS. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so we had to have at least six drinkers also to go through the bottles of wine that we had. So uh, we would go there and we would have uh, six uh, six seven eight courses, uh, just a complete tasting of pretty much everything. And then he would pair each one, each course with a, with a, one of his wines, and we would be there at six, have a um, an aperitif, and then just be talking and drinking, and then go into the meal, and then at the end we would leave around like one a.m. Talking like seven hours of eating and drinking. Mm. It was heaven. Mm. It was so good. And this is one of my favorite restaurants in the world. See, you like, know what? So, so, so the problem with this right now is. I didn't eat before he had this podcast. Yeah, you did. I had one slice. Okay, hey, one slice. That's all. One slice. That is not even. That's not so even. What you're saying is that you're not technically accurate. You did eat. Okay, I had a okay. slice of pizza. So let me tell you what I ate this time, right? So what? So we so get there. So just, I make the reservation, just, and then we go, mm. and uh, yeah, I'm cutting you off because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go down that path. Uh, so make the reservation, and I get down there, and I, actually, when I was trying to make the reservation. Nobody spoke English. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let me try to message Walter on, like, the book face. So message him, wait, 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 and then I get a reply. And it's, like, one of those generic kind of replies, like, oh, thank you for coming back. Here, you can make reservations this way or this way. You could call, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I decide to call. And no one speaks English. Like, oh, okay, well, okay. So I'm sitting there on Google Translate, like, reservation for two. Reservato <laughs> para do it, uh, you know, whatever. Like very broken, very basic. <laughs> Just I'm, 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 I am murdering the Italian language. Uh, so we, anyway, we get through all that, and you know, we pick up uh, my coworker and we start to drive. And I'm trying to tell him, like I said, about you know how awesome this place was, and I give him the kind of the rundown. And we finally get to the hotel or the uh, the restaurant, and it's like nothing. Like no one's in there, right? There's like two or three other tables, and that's it. Maybe. So go in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, our, our reservation for your two, blah, blah, blah. And we get there. And our waiter, who, I, he's like the manager. He, uh, God, I always forget his name, man. It's really bad of me. But <laughs> he remembered us when we used to go in the big groups. And we, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, you were here with the big groups that would always come. Like, yes, that was us two years ago. Yes, yes. And I was like, are, th- are are people still coming like that? He's like, no, it was just you guys. And I'm like, oh man, that's even better, man. To be honest, like it's just me. Fuck like, yeah, I'll fucking take all that glory. Uh, 
so then, um, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, so order a wine. And I'm like, you know, we want to start, a, you know, give me a a, a a glass of wine, you know, whatever you want. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. So he brought us like a Prosecco or something to start off with. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, chug that down. That was like good. And co-worker's like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good Prosecco. Okay, cool. And th- he's not a snob on the on the on the food, but he likes food. The coworker, mm-hmm. so uh, so he was he was liking it. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, like nice, nice service, very relaxed. And then I just asked the guy, I'm like, you know, what do you recommend for every course? And he goes, oh, I was like, I want a tasting. Like, just what do you recommend? Like, I don't care. Like, like I was expecting to throw down a gajillion dollars from this meal. <laughs> like I was so hyped up and so excited. Like what, oh, that's a $90 steak. I'll take five, please. Yeah. So that's going to probably go more into my story. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I tell, uh, <clears throat> sorry. So I, uh, I get the recommendations from him and we like me and the, my coworker, like we just kind of like swap, like he gets something different than I get, and we just kind of like you know taste it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we got like this large steak at the end. So, uh, but my the first thing I got right. So I'm like, well, I definitely want steak because definitely love steak. So I got uh, a Rafosco because I was like, I fucking love Rafosco wine. So I got Rafosco. And um, so just a <coughs> quick yeah. pause for the for the uh, those listening at home. For those of you who don't know, um, generally uh, steak in Italy is shared. It's a communal yes, dish. Yes. So it's usually a night like in the United States, we order steaks to ourselves. In Italy, you generally get a large steak, and it's carved up and yeah. it's it's shared with each other with uh, everyone else. Yeah. So when you said, "Oh, I, we wanted a steak," and you know, we between the two of them. Yeah. Don't think it's like a little T-bone. It's a pretty big oh, no, steak. No, I, it was it was a big T-bone. Yeah. And it was uh, it was sliced up already with t- with the T-bone already in place. And so we just grabbed off the cart or I grabbed off the plate and put it on our plate. But uh, so to start off with, I had a um, uh, I had like a little soup kind of thing, and it was uh, asparagus season, so everything was like asparagus <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Absolutely love asparagus. So got um, so I think it was an asparagus soup, and then it got uh, next course was the asparagus uh, wrapped in prosciutto with baked parmesan on top. Hmm. Mm. That was delicious. That was mm. delicious. Um, then we had uh, some pasta with uh, prosciutto, uh, and that was absolutely delicious. I mean, you guys can check the uh, the Facebook um, page, uh, Dose Offensive Gentlemen. I have some pictures of the of my trip uh, up there, so you can kind of take a look at the dishes. Um, and then there came the ribeye, or sorry, the T-bone. And a T-bone, man, like they wheeled it out on a, on its own cart, all sliced up, and it was fantastic. I just want to reiterate, I've only had, okay, so we're going to be accurate. I had one very small slice of pizza. <laughs> and here I'm talking about food. <laughs> but you're drinking, hungry. though. You're drinking, though. You're yeah, drinking. this is not helping. Uh, it, it's helping a little bit. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me, because the wine, like the wine's almost gone, bro. You better oh, catch shit, up. you better. Hey, 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 what you doing with my wine? I'm feeling. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. We got, ter- we got territorial. We did. We did. We got territorial. This is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just going to fill this to the brim like any other Italian would not do. You know what? 
They don't, you they mentioned don't, don't that. that. You yeah. mentioned that. They don't fill it up like that. They no. don't. So, and that's that's a very that's a wine thing though, because I w- we went to several places, okay, different regions, ordered bottles of wine. Yeah. And the one thing you know I, I always uh, uh, comment on is like, look, either fill it up, or don't waste my time. Well, that's why they had the lines on the glasses though, it, right? Well, yeah, but it's not at the fucking top. I mean. If you get a wine glass, it's like what, like point two liters or something like that. No, or? but like okay, so when you look at the one, especially at the restaurants, they right. they will have several lines on them, but that top line is never. I've never seen anyone fill up to the top line. Well, now it's not all the way up to the top, but it's a lot higher than what they normally fill it to. Right, that's because I have no idea. But <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. They're trying. I don't know, man. Like I, I. I'm like, look. If I buy, I a could bottle, go the biz. I could go the business route. No, because if I buy a bottle, right? So let's say I buy a bottle for the two of us. Oh, fill yeah. that shit up. Oh yeah. If I buy the bottle, yeah, that's I'm okay. Not, I'm not ordering. I'm not. Oh, that. Oh, I get it. You're talking about like if you buy a bottle and then like the waiter only pours you a little bit. Yes. And then leaves the bottle on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Pour your own fucking wine, dude. You're a grown ass man. First of all, I'm paying for service. No, okay? you're paying for food. For, I'm paying for service and uh, the food's with it and the wine is part of the food. That, that, that. So he needs to fill that shit up. <laughs> all right. So all you waiters out there, if I come and order some goddamn wine, if I buy the damn bottle, fill that shit up. All right. And you'll know him. He's a big black guy. So, uh, so now we, um, so we're now you know we're having the meal and during the during the meal, I talked to uh, the waiter and I was like, you know, I was like, hey, is is uh, is Walter around? Because, you know, I messaged him earlier, told him I was going to be there. Turns out it was his wife that replied to my message and not him. But he was like, oh, yeah, it's Walter. Okay, so I called him. So he called him, Walter Scarborough, the owner of the restaurant, the owner of the winery. Uh, excellent dude. Excellent, excellent dude. Uh, so he, he used to, whenever we make the reservation, he would make sure that he met us there in the, ho- in the restaurant. And then he would hang out with us for some of the night, or if not all, most of the night. Granted, you know, he's mingling around, mm-hmm. but he would always be there to meet the group. So I told him about that about early on in the in the in the meal. And then at the end of the meal, he comes over. I'm like, oh man. He he comes in. Like I watch him I watch him walk into the restaurant and he comes uh talks to, you know, his uh his uh manager or whoever, and then he comes right over to us and he sits down and he's like, Ah, oh, how are you? And so we we, we, we we catch up, we shoot the shit and uh then then he brings over his own bottle of wine. And he's like, here, this is the Laura. So he brings over the Laura. Boom. And um, we, uh, I think he had us taste that a little bit. But, you know, it was nice. It was it was so awesome just to, uh, just to have an excellent meal and then also be able to talk to the owner and be like, this is amazing. This is a fantastic place, like. Like you know, it, it's always that special extra when you're able to talk to the the person yeah. who who literally makes it. Like this is your thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I told him I was like, you know, hey, Walter, um, I came here with a mission. Like I drove for like part of the reason was because I'm buying a wine. He's like, oh, great, okay, cool, cool, yeah, that's fantastic. And I was like, no, Walter, you don't understand. <laughs> he's like, he's he's like, oh yeah, it's okay, you buy wine. I was like, no, Walter, I'm buying lots of wine. I'm banging a lot. And then <laughs> he goes, uh, uh, he goes, okay, okay. I'm like, all right, well, he's going to see when I start ordering at the, at the end of this, he's going to see. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, you know, during, uh, during our conversations, I, I told him that I always wanted to t- check out his winery and I always wanted, 
uh, to kind of see the process and how we did things. And, uh, you know, I was always interested in that. You know, we, we talk about that with, with whiskeys. And I and I I've always enjoyed knowing and experiencing the process with with uh, wine also. I mean I think I think just the process of creating anything is 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 interesting. You know to see how things are mm-hmm. done, like how it's, how it's made is probably one of my favorite yeah. <laughs> shows. Uh, but so you know I'm like hey you know I really want to see your winery. Is there any chance I could see that before I leave? And he was like, oh, okay, yes, uh, you can come by uh, tomorrow. I was like, oh, I can't tomorrow. I got plans, but I'm leaving, you know, the day after tomorrow, and I can have lunch here, and then we can go do that. He goes, yes, perfect, okay. So sure enough, that day came, or sorry, sure enough, that day came, did the, the tour, which I'll get to later, but there I was in, in La Frasca, which is the name of his restaurant. Uh, La Frasca, uh, La, uh, Trattoria La Frasca. Uh, and, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm about a bottle in, a uh, bottle over Fosco in and maybe a few glasses and I go up to the bar at the end and we're, I'm, you know, we're checking out and, uh, I'm like, all right. And I just went to town ordering stuff. I didn't even know what I was ordering at the time. I was just like, all right. So I want, uh, three cases of Fosco. No, no, no. Four cases of Fosco. Uh, two cases of this, two cases of that, and I, and I walked away with forty-six bottles of wine that night. Not to mention the wine that I got in the car for my coworker and whatnot. So I had over fifty bottles of wine, uh, fifty-five, almost sixty bottles of wine for that night. For that time, that night I left, and my suspension was like working mm. right in the car. Uh, so, uh, that was absolutely one of the most delicious meals. Like, not, not that meal in particular, but just, like, from that restaurant is, like, one of my favorite places. Like, I've never ordered anything that was bad. I've never yeah. had, like, even anything that was, like, questionable. Like, oh, I probably want to get this again. Like, nope. Nothing. Yeah. I, nothing. Well, when you find a good restaurant like that that you click with. Yeah. Then, like, uh, for me, my favorite restaurant used to be, my favorite restaurant in the world used to be in a place called, uh, well, the place is still there. The restaurant isn't. Uh, Metz, France. It was called Letude. And it was a restaurant and jazz club. Ooh. And it was so nice. And, like, every time I went there, the food was amazing. And then, like, you know, you would eat in the restaurant and you just go next door to the jazz club. Mm-hmm. And then you just listen to live jazz all night. And it was always wonderful. And so... We left, and we were gone for uh, maybe six years or so, and we came back to this area, um, and I was like, first thing I'm doing is I'm going to Mets. Right, right, yeah. I'm going back to that restaurant. Like, I've been I've been holding my heart, and I drive down there, and I get there, and it's no longer there, and I'm like, what? <sighs> Man. It, it's so I didn't have that problem. My place was still there. Boom. <laughs> 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 Asshole. Yep. And uh, uh, Sorry, not sorry. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's fucked up. It is in bird culture. We consider that's a that's a that's a dick dick movie. It was, yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the day in between, so I got the wine one day. Next day, uh, you know, go to work like normal. Then uh, we go out with the Italians that we're working with, and uh, oh, that was that was a fun night. So he took us uh luca is his name he, he took us uh does he live on the second floor 
He might. <laughs> For those of you who catch that reference, you're awesome. Yeah. So even though that song is about beating your wife, but still, you're not so awesome. So anyway, uh, we go out and up in this area in the north of uh, in uh, northern Italy, there are war World War One trenches. Damn. That um, that they. Uh, essentially have turned into a memorial park. And so you can go there, and it was maybe 15 minutes away from where we were working. And uh, so uh, Luca uh, kind of was our tour guide, and we walked through the through these trenches, and it was um, uh, probably about seven feet deep, and then some of them, most of them were covered. And you could see the holes that they would look out of and shoot out of. Um, and then we walked um, across... Uh, this large memorial, like, um, uh, pavilion almost. Like, it was a, like a, uh, a very large open area that had the names of every battle that was fought there. Oh. Like, in that, in that region. And I'm talking, like, dozen, like, two dozen at least. So, uh, there are 24, maybe 36 different names, and it's just plastered on this b- large, uh, um, these large framed sections that you know would have I forgot the name of one, but uh, <clears throat> it was like it would be like as you're walking up to the the tomb of the unknown soldier that they have there. Mm-hmm. So it, it looks exactly like it, just a very blank square cube kind of tomb, and it had some writing on the side. But as you walked up to that, you would see the name of all these um, uh, different battles that were fought there, and then. You got up to the tomb of the unknown soldier, and there were names of people that were never claimed, oh. like uh, or like you know, uh, because of World War One, they didn't really have dog tags; they had like some other method of identification. But yeah. you know, like say, I think it was a piece of paper or something like that from what he was telling yeah. us. And but you know, that paper you know gets burnt, gets wet, gets damaged, you know, it gets yeah, unreadable and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had all these names and partial names and things like that, and. It was it was really humbling because you're like holy crap you know you know we don't really l- live in an area or or a time where we can remember like mass casualty wars like that you know I mean we we've had you know Iraq war and things like that but those have been almost more like insurgencies than yeah. like full blown trench warfare wars and well you we kinda got we to haven't see even that. had that because if you think about the the wars that we've had recently well like within our light well within um, Within your lifetime, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the the wars have not been as bloody, right, right, right. Yeah, they've been like, for the most part, really small skirmishes. Now, granted, yeah. the uh, wars in Afghanistan and Iraq are the longest wars we've ever been to, time wise, but, but they're not nearly as far as devastation yeah, or devastation and life li- uh, lives lost is nowhere near you know what we had previously. So, yeah, so it was really cool to see that, and uh, it was raining and lightning, so you would have hated it, but. You know, we we got out there. I don't like lightning. Yeah, so we got out there, and it was pretty cool. So on top of the hill, and uh, I'll throw some pictures on the Facebook. Um, you know, we had the the walk up to the uh, the memorial, and then there was even more kind of trenches or very 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 large steps, and at the top of the hill was three crosses. And so it was like a huge memorial, the entire thing. And it was it was really uh, humbling and fantastic to to be a part of. And uh, it was really nice to actually have some context and have Luca kind of explain some of the things. Very, very smart guy. 
and then we went drinking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we had this humbling experience. Then he drove us down to his town, which, oh man, you know, I, I couldn't tell you the name of it. I think it was actually, uh, it was close to, 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 to Trieste, I believe. Um, so it was, uh, I want to say it was probably like his, his watering hole, his local watering hole, like that he actually goes to cause he knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's usually the best place right. where the natives are. That's what I'm talking about. So, you know, we just follow him, you know, just, just give me a drink. So followed him down to this, um, uh, local i want to say winery but it's like a wine bar right so all they do is they just have wines and then they have like snacks so um the four of us go in there uh it was uh me two co-workers and uh and luca so we go into uh the wine bar and it is rustic looking like that sounds awesome it was like it but it was it was it was it was like homely though like it wasn't overly done it wasn't super decorated it was very basic but it had like few ar- artistic touches that were Listen, like the only thing that are bad that are basic are bitches right 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 no no but, but i'm saying it wasn't like it was like just a regular regular room with you know some some rustic quote unquote uh um it wasn't artificial rustic. Yeah, yeah, it, it was truly it was, rustic. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we walked in there, and it was just like your your literally uh, your average everyday kind of wine bar, like yeah. for the community kind of thing. So we go in there, and, uh, you know, Luca asked us what we want, and I was like, Phew. I was like, well, if we're going to be here for a while, we should do a tasting because I want to try some shit. So let's start it off light. So we start off with the white wine. And, I was, you know, we start off with a Pinot Grigio. I don't forgot. I don't know the vineyard or anything, but... We sat there and had probably about three, probably easily three, uh, three different wines that we had there, and we hadn't eaten yet. So he brings over a uh, 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 meat and cheese platter. So we have a large meat and cheese platter, and uh, and we're just drinking wine and just shooting the shit. Like we're talking about so much shit. And one of the great things we talked about, which was really interesting, was self protection. <laughs> right so that's one of the interesting things because i talked about it's like you know uh you know i'm sitting there and well and two of the guys one you know the guys i'm with are prior military and then you had you know so we're all prior military plus you have luca who i'm not sure his military affiliation but he was definitely heavily associated with military at some point uh but we started talking about like you know guns and you know self-protection and all that stuff and we go down this road and and if you don't know what I said, you might as well go back and listen to the self-protection uh, episodes that we had previously. I believe it's, uh, what, 11 and 12? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, 10, 11, 11, 12. But, uh, so we just kind of talked about that. Like, you know, just went back and forth on facts and just like, you know. And uh, But anyway, for the Italian system, though, it's very difficult for me, he was saying, to get firearms. Like, unless you absolutely need it. Similar to like where we live now. And... It man, it was eye opening. I was like, I, I can't live here that long. Like, I have to have that. I have to have that. I need that. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need to be able to have this. And um, you know, but we go in. We just kind of like you know, we talk about some of the fallacies of like some left arguments and things like that. Some leftist arguments. Uh, and we talk about the fallacies in those, and then um, you know, 
but it was a really interesting conversation that we had with Luca about that because you don't really ever get. Well, see, that's kind of weird. Outside, because, you know, you know, I've I've sworn off guns. That's bullshit. I've sworn off guns. I think they're bad. Um, yeah. No one should own them. And you should see the new holster I got. Um, and you should see the new holster <laughs> I got because I'm gonna have them. None of you guys should have them. <laughs> but I got awesome. I got to fill this holster somehow. Um, but uh, so that was an excellent time. Uh, and then uh, Luca had to leave us so he can take care of his family. And then we went out for pizza, which was. This is good pizza. It's Italian oh, pizza. You're in I Italy. Mean, yeah. Pizza. Was... Oh my god, I love it. So well, and actually, I'm not gonna... let me let me put a put quick pause on that because I, I wanted to tell this. So I, a lot of times when I take uh, Americans out to Italy or something like that, and we go and we get pizza and stuff like that. Oh, they don't know. They don't understand they don't know. it. So like you know, we're so and Americans are so used to like the Pizza Hut, the Papa John's, where you just throw everything on a no. pizza. Italians Margarita. truly believe. Only three ingredients need to go on like a, a pizza, yeah, and they need to be very high quality ingredients. Yeah, now that's mostly in the south, though. I know where you're getting at. That's mostly yes. in the south. That's my, that's the margarita pizza for the uh, Naples region. Yeah, and everything. yeah. well, d- usually we're from the south. That's, yeah. that's that's generally how they do things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's three very simple, uh, simple toppings. high quality toppings. Yeah, and what is it? Uh, well, it'll change up, but one is the cheese. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you you can't go with the cheese. Yeah. Um, the salami or pepperoni rust, uh, mm-hmm. whatever you're gonna call it, the pepperoni, uh, the diavolo. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or you can mix it up so you could go spicy with the pepperoncini. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go kind of subtle with the, you know, what we would consider like banana mm-hmm. peppers. Yeah. Um, or you could just go basil. Or ba- well, I was gonna basil. get the basil. Oh, okay. I was gonna get the basil. I'd, I'd uh, or sure. you could do with basil. You know, <coughs> <laughs> or you could go with basil. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, when I lived there, my favorite pizza was from the. Well, I had I had two favorite pizzas because they were tied for first. But one was from my local pizzeria, which was literally a two minute walk away from my house, and the guy spoke zero English, but he knew me and my order very well. <laughs> I would call him up. Ciao, ciao, Jay. Dieci minuti. Una rustica. Tagliati. Si, si. Okay, chichi. It's done. Done. That was it. Like, uh, he would, he knew, he knew everything. Well, that's sort of like a, I think. It was fantastic. So the rustica pizza, though. Like, let me, because it's not just about that. It's not about the pizzeria. It's about the pizza. So the pizza was, uh, it's called the rustica pizza. It had chunks of sausage on there, not like slices or anything like that, like chunks, and roasted potatoes, like mm-hmm. chunks of roasted potatoes. So, well, that sounds good. It was delicious. Like again, I want to point out my favorite, and the other one was called the El. Uh, it was called the. Uh, it was from a place called Elmore Disco, which is a little bit further away, like you know, fifteen twenty minutes. And that that pizza had sweet salami and uh, Philadelphia cream cheese. Hmm, that's interesting. So delicious. So delicious. Hmm. Like, you bite into it, and it's, like, creamy because of the... I mean, it's just so delicious. Uh, and that was that pizza was called the Granada. Can't hardly speak for the wine. Granada, yeah. Uh, trying to roll the R. Don't mess with me. Uh, but anyway, so going. So anyway, we had pizza that night, and we, uh, and we, you know, we went back to our hotel, and and that was it. Uh, next next day was the final day, or was uh, 
uh, the final night, and uh, or really the final day because I was supposed to be driving back. And uh, so I'm like, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some lunch before I go. So go up to uh, go up to La Frosca again, you know, tell them that hey, you know, Walter's expecting me. You know, well, I was supposed to meet him for a for a tour of the winery, and he's and they're just like, oh yeah, see, see, okay. And so I give him a call up. I order some food. I order a uh, a ravioli, like three large raviolis as an appetizer, which was filled with uh, ricotta and spinach. Mm. Absolutely delicious. And then uh, had a, a pork fillet with uh, potatoes, and that was pretty good. Um, but it was like the lunch menu. I mean, it's very basic, but they don't they don't overly do anything. Like you don't have the Olive Garden waiter like sitting there with Parmesan, like waiting for you to say stop. Like they don't have that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, uh, sure enough in a few, in a few minutes after they call, he comes on over and he sits down with me and we, you know, sit there and talk and I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to finish my meal and then I want to go over to your winery. You know, where is it at? Can it, can we drive there? And he's like, Oh, we can walk. It's right there. It was two buildings over. Like <laughs> I could see it from the restaurant and I was like, Oh, this is going to be good. You know, this going to be good. And, um, we talk. Uh, a little bit more, and he tells me, you know, whenever you're done, just come on over. Just pay your bill, come on over, and I'll give you the tour. And it's it's nothing special. His way tells like it's nothing special. It's nothing to to brag about or anything. I'm like, you don't understand. I was like, I'm not looking for this hugely extravagant, you know, like winery. Like I know you don't do this for normal people. Like I know you don't. You're not you're not the kind of winery or the kind of place that like you invite people in and you're like, you're not a tourist attraction. Right. So he, so I'm like pushing, I'm like, I just want to see it. And like, you're my favorite wine. This is my favorite winery, your favorite wines and my favorite restaurant. I was like, I just want to see it. So he's like, okay, okay, well, come on over. He's like, it's nothing special. Though. Fuck, nothing special. He's like trying to cover his ass right now. Right? He's like, nothing, fuck, nothing, nothing special. So, uh, finish my meal and go over there and, uh, walk inside this warehouse and it's got this guy just pushing this huge cart of uh, of wine and I'm like oh that's that looks good that looks really good it's like just all these wines that he was shipping off to these different vendors and uh, let him know I was there and then he starts giving me the tour and uh, uh, you know he's just like yeah you know we're doing like this is where we do distribution and it was like I mean it was a warehouse it wasn't anything spe- like hugely special but it was you know it's something that was like uh interesting for me because I was so interested in the process. So, uh, you know, he tells me, you know, a few of the places where he's exporting his wines to, um, kind of gives me a little update of where his, uh, his products are going. And I told him because, uh, you know, I was in Italy for a little bit and then I moved to New Jersey and then, you know, back over to Europe. And I told him, you know, when I was in the States, I could not find his wine at all. I was so upset. I was, could not find his wine. And uh, so I told him about that. And sure enough, he gets on his phone like immediately and he starts like looking up places. He's like, oh, you're in this area. Boom. Like close to Philadelphia. Yeah. OK. Well, you know, we had this place here, here, here and here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, if I would have known that when I was there. But so most of the places were like restaurants that had his wines as like on the menu mm-hmm. not to buy for like home consumption. So but think about how how baller that would have been to like go yeah. into a restaurant and be like. Oh, I know this wine. I used to drink this. Yeah. I know I know the I know yes. the owner. Please tell Walter I said hello. I said hello. <laughs> and people were like, Man, this motherfucker. No, you don't you don't fucking know. Who the fuck knows this guy, right? Yeah. No, 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 I do. 
I, I fucking do. do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, but immediately he gets on his phone. He starts looking at places. He's like, no, we export to this place. Like, this is our vendor. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I've been here. Like, I know it. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, anyway, so he also introduces me to his daughter again, who I think I met like years and years ago. Um, but his daughter, Laura, uh, who. Uh, or is it Yanny? It's Laura. Or Yanny. And it's, I'm not playing that fucking <laughs> game. Uh, so. Uh, so like I meet her and I'm like immediately I'm like oh hey I just had your wine I just because uh you know the the wine we're drinking right now is Matia which is his son and then she has her own which is Laura and I ask you know hey so you know want to tell me the story about Laura yeah we're done yeah well we're done with the bottle aren't we uh so you know I ask and I'm like you know so tell me a little bit about about the wine like you know what um. Like, uh, you know, it's named after you. She's like, yes. So it's a wine that when she entered the business, because she just graduated university, uh, when she entered the business, Segway. yeah, she, um, she, um, this was her first wine that she made. And so they named it after her. And I was like, it's really good wine. And uh, she said, oh, thank you. You know, the typical stuff. And uh, it was really nice meeting her. We had a really good conversation about the wines. She told me a little bit about the education that she was getting and the places she went to. Uh, she did a little bit of an internship in France, which was pretty cool, in the in the wine region there to get some experience at the which wineries one? and stuff. Again, like, just there. Yeah. <laughs> just there. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then uh, we go into the what I call the back room, and that's where all the magic happens, right? So uh, I walk past I walk past the distribution area into this new room, and it's just this area that has these large stainless steel vats. And uh, on the right side and on the left side, it has all the wooden barrels. Mm. So uh, you know, he takes me down, and we he's telling me about all the different the vats and all, and like he's telling me about the wine in every vat. And he's like, "Oh, this is you know the." The 2015 Pinot Grigio, this is the 16, you know, whatever. And we're just going down the line. And um, he tells me about it. And I'm like, this is really cool. And he's telling me about the process of how uh, they they mix it and the way CO2 rises to the surface and and all the, all of the different intricacies of it, which is what I really uh, was interested in, in knowing. And... So he's telling me about that, and then we go to the barrels. And the barrels, he's just like, you know, no Pinot Grigio over here. It's like Grafosco, Merlot. It's like your dark, like uh, the 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 wines that you can taste the wood in, you know, yeah. the mer- you know those, and uh, you know how much we we like those kind of things here. And uh, and I'm like, man, this is just like he had several different kinds of barrels and everything. He's like, do you want to try some? Bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Like the listeners can't see my face, but my face was making this face. For those who are uh, listening at <laughs> home, uh, Jay's face is uh, showing the expression of "bitch, please." Yes, you know damn right I want to taste some of that wine. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, that was LT, my facial narrator. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, then we go. Uh, uh, he goes in the back, right? I mean, this is like an office space. This isn't like any kind of. Uh, he goes back to like the office space and he pulls out two bottles of or two glasses of wine. I'm just like, are you just pulled out like two wine glasses? Like, I guess I always have them on standby when you're at a winery, right? <laughs> you're right. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. So, uh, so what we did was we went to the Pinot Grigios and the stainless steel area 
and we tried one that was uh, six months, uh, eight months, and I think 18 months. Mm. So what was really, really cool about that was we got to taste the different time periods, right? So uh, one, the, uh, the, the, the youngest, which was six months, I believe, was uh, it was very murky mm. almost. Um, and it was almost, it was much more of a, the only way I can really describe it was kind of a rougher taste. Um, it was, it was less mellow, very, very vibrant of the grapes. And then, uh, as we went further along, it got clearer and then it got, um, to where it was pretty much the, the final product. Um, and it was just excellent. So it was like a very murky wine to, uh, you know, like a middle kind of almost apple juice look. And then it was very uh, crystal clear as the Pinot Grigios typically are, and I was like, "This is just awesome, man!" He just, he literally, all he did was just like open a tap on the vat or on the, the stainless steel vats, and then he just opened just straight into the glass. And it was just excellent. Just, just the idea of having it straight out of the vat <laughs> <laughs> was it was exciting enough for me. And then um, he d- he asked me if I wanted to try a Rafosco, and I again I gave him the look. Just please. So, uh, of course I do. Like, you don't have to tell me. Like, you don't have, you have to ask. Like, if I ever... Don't ask me that shit. Like, it's almost insulting. I came here to do everything. So, what do you want to do? Uh, so, What uh, do you want? Everything. everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, we go and we had the Rafosco. And the Rafosco uh, was... I forgot the age of it, but um, obviously it wasn't done aging uh, in the barrel yet. And... Um, that was absolutely uh just an, just an excellent experience i mean uh you know it wasn't a huge um it was not a huge um like oh i want to do the ultimate uh winery tour or anything like that like i didn't walk the fields and pick the the grapes or Follow like that that w- you know i didn't do that entirely thing but I mean, I'm not like I don't want to say that this winery was like a tourist attraction. It absolutely was. It's a not. it's a family winery. It absolutely was, yeah, really. and it was fantastic to see because, like, like I said before, like years ago, I went to the to the restaurant and I had the wines and I loved it, and then I came back and I had the the wines and I love it, and uh, and I got to see like you know I got to see kind of not only how the wines progressed but also how the family progressed. Because you kind of got to see, you know, when I met the uh, the the son and daughter um, years ago. Obviously, they were younger, still in school and everything. And then now, they 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 graduated from university and they're they're working in the business. Like you know, uh, his son Matias is excuse me is traveling around the world. And right now, I think he's traveling around the U.S. Um, to 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 sell the wine to vendors. You know, to find. Uh, uh, distribution points and everything, and I was like, "That's fucking, that's pretty awesome." Like, it's awesome. the, uh, and then you know, the daughter is at the warehouse helping with, um, you know, local events and packaging and everything like that. And, um, but it was, it's just really, really, um, it's it's an experience that I'm really happy that I had. Um, you just kind of get to see the entire process of how things happen. You get to see. Um, like how one of my favorite things is made and then the whole time like it's I mean it's a private thing it's just me and him in this in this place and like that I think that's what made it extra special for me was because it was like that that very custom like I asked the owner hey I want to go look at your winery 
yeah, come on, let's go take a look. And it was just so uh, personalized and just very, very nice. Oh. See, I didn't have that. No, you didn't. And then, and then I bought more wine. Actually, <laughs> at the end, I bought more oh, wine. And well, you're supposed to. And well, I did. Well, f- yeah, I did. Uh, but also, this is the be- This is probably my best part of the story, right? So I, I order more wine. I'm like, hey, you know, I want uh, more Fosco. I wanted uh, some of this, some of this, right? And then I tell him about the. I told told him about the podcast during our uh, during our tour. And I was like, you know, my me and my friend, we have a podcast where we drink and we talk about things. And lately, we've been drinking a lot of whiskey, but I'd really like to do one of your wines. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yes, very nice, very nice. And I'm like, no, no. I don't think you understand. It's one of my favorite wines. This is a big thing. <laughs> I want, I want, like, is there something that you want to to tell the to to tell the listeners? You know, my listeners. Is there anything that you, you know, the owner and everything? And he goes, you love the wine so much, you could say whatever you want. And I was like, it's fucking damn right. <laughs> and this is damn good wine. It is actually a really good wine. So, um. So he tells me that, and then as I'm packing up and I'm putting all the wine in the car, he gives me an extra three bottles, <laughs> right? And so these three bottles, he tells me, these are for your show. <laughs> so that what what that means is we're gonna have more wine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I imagine next time or some other time we'll no, have those, and we'll. I already those. have our drink for next time. Oh, okay, well then we're good then. Yeah. But we'll have those, and However, just the fact that like. He was like, "Here, have these bottles, and 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 for your show, just kind of like, uh, like a, like a gimme. It was fa- it's just so awesome to have that." Yeah. Um, and then and then I drove with like over seventy bottles of car or seventy bottles of wine in my car, and that was nice. <laughs> that it really chugged on the gas mileage, but it wasn't so bad. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was my Italy trip, and then after that, I went up to uh, I literally yeah. drove that day up to Grafenbeer area, which is like another eight nine. God, it took so long to get there. Um, drove up to there, and and that's where I started to hate life because I didn't do anything, except I did one thing. If you want to get to this, or you want to go into yours, no, we'll get we'll get on mine because we'll talk about yours. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So my my experience has never been my ex my experience last week. So while uh, Jay was out having a great time in Italy, I was down in uh, France, but it was for a very good thing. It might not gonna be long because I we didn't stay that long, but uh, it was because my uh, daughter was graduating from university. Yay! Yay! I I christened it the uh, the official get the fuck out um, <laughs> ceremony. So my daughter um, for the last four years has been attending university in Paris, France, um, and she's been she's been doing a really good job. Um, I don't say this often, so here's a recording. I'm very proud of her, and <laughs> she needs to get the fuck out of the house. Now she's she's I like she's the caveat out. to that. You're great. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, she's 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 actually staying in Paris for a while. Uh, she's gonna stay in Paris, and she's got a lot of things going on, and she's really spreading her wings and uh, coming into her own. So we went down there for her graduation, and um, I, I the thing that's the most notable about this trip. Is I spent fifteen hundred dollars on three meals. Wow! For how many on people? Three on five people. Five people. Three Fif- meals. Three meals. Fifteen 
hundred dollars. All right, you're gonna tell me what the hell you was eating because this we has got to be like we did eat good. So <laughs> I, I hope so for fifteen. <laughs> we did. However, the the thing that uh, got me the most um, is the thing that I fell in love. The thing that shocked me the most while I was down there was uh, two dishes I had that were eggs. Really? It was just eggs, but they were so good that I was just like, "Fuck you, mean this is just eggs." <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? Like they they presented. I mean, of course, obviously, this is France, or in the Italian went. So they they, you look at it on you look at it in the menu, and you're like, oh, well, this is your starter. So, okay, you know, it's not that great. But when it came out, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then when I tasted, it, I was like, holy fuck, this is, this is really good. And one of them that I I just oh I loved was a poached egg. With uh, bacon, mushrooms, and a gargonzola sauce. A poached egg, bacon like bacon. little bacon bits. Okay, mushrooms. Okay, and a gargonzola with a gargonzola sauce. And it was really? so good. I, I I would imagine. Well, actually, the the I if it the was bacon was so really cr- like it was crispy, very crispy, then it would have been like a that would have really kind of offset or complemented the gorgonzola. Yeah, because I think gorgonzola is like re- obviously really strong cheese. Yeah, so you gotta have something to offset that. Well, it was one of the because st- you know like so a lot of people you go to France and you 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 could buy different dishes or you could buy a menu. So in a menu, you pay one price and they give you like three four courses or how many. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the starters. So all the other starters I've I've had before, and I was like, hmm, I've never had this. Let me try it, and it was that was it. It was a poached egg, you know, bacon, mushrooms, and gorgonzola. So good. So good. I was like, oh my god, this is like I know I can make this at home, but I was like, I would have never thought to make that at home. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. even though I know I can make this, um, I never thought I could make. I wouldn't have thought to make this, um, but. I'll tell you where the lion's share of the uh, money went was at this one restaurant. Um, I am going to, you know, you know, I was talking to someone about the podcast and they listened to it and they said, you know, for a podcast called Dos Offensive Gentlemen, you guys are really not that offensive. Fuck you. And I was, yeah, so, so <laughs> to, to get offensive, <laughs> I am going to give you a uh, very stereotypical uh, French accent. As I fuck up the name of this bar, <laughs> but it's called Le Bar Le Bar a Huiteres, which literally means like the boy, bar of oysters, oyster bar. But this place, so good, so good. I spent so much money at this place. It was it was fantastic. But um, it's it's all throughout Paris. There's like four places in Paris. And um, it's a seafood bar. It's an oyster bar. And it, the thing that, you know, we, we uh, God, I loved about it because I'm, I'm a very big oyster lover. So I was in the mood for oysters. And they have several different varieties of oysters in there. And then they do plateaus, seafood plateaus. So anybody knows about France, Code Seafood Plateaus is a signature of France. That's okay. what they do. So all, you know, you have different shellfish, you know, oysters, snails, Conkles, uh, 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 dog cockles, um, crabs, langostinos, lobsters, um, spider crabs, 
all these things on, but they're cold platters. And you know, and I ordered uh, what was it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. Seven platters. Yeah. Wow. It was a lot of food. That's impressive. It was a lot of food. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad either. <laughs> and the fact that we sludged through like all of it, like we were just like, oh, oh my, it was so good. And the customer service there was, I mean, it was so, it was, they were just so good. So like Paris has a very bad reputation for tourists where Paris, let, let's be honest. I, and I, I've been there enough times. I say generally Parisians are assholes. Yes. They're, they're Parisians. This is true. Um, <laughs> but at this restaurant, they were like, "Oh yeah, we will." Well, this was, "What do you want, sir?" You know, da, da, da. now I don't. Sp- I speak <laughs> very little French, and it's very bad. My daughter, of course, she's been there for the last four years. She actually does speak French pretty well. But uh, they realized we were Americans, and um, and my mother-in-law came over for this, you know, event as well. And they were like really very helpful. Like, "Oh, what do you guys want?" you know, helping with the menu and stuff like that. And they were really attentive to us and, and stuff like that. And they were like, you know, it was great customer service. So I highly, highly, I gave them a very good Yelp, Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a platinum member. It's oh, what yeah. I do. But, it's a uh, gift and a curse. Yeah, but that <laughs> that uh, that meal alone took a huge chunk. Now, granted, I want to say that the, this place is like really, really expensive. It It is expensive. However, we ordered a lot of food. Right. Right. So... Um, generally for like, you know, a small group, you're going to pay, uh, I would say probably expect to pay around 75, a hundred euro per person for a good meal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could see that. For yeah. like, I mean, that's, but that's for a good meal for a good meal. Like um, um, we're talking like I made uh, sure. <laughs> so we doubled that. <laughs> <laughs> but, if you're, but if you're having seafood and you're having like oysters and like huge platters and stuff like that's oh, yeah. understandable really and lobster and yeah, spider yeah. crab and yeah. regular crab and all this stuff and then bottles of wine yeah yeah i mean, that, I mean that's easy once you start adding up like platters and yeah. that, that and was especially a, with the what you, you said five people yeah i mean that's that was a good chunk of where that yeah. uh, 1500 oh i bet yeah came from so, um, but it was very, very, very good. Um, so the trip down there to Paris, and I really don't like, you know, I, when I tell people I go to Paris, uh, we go there so often that it's like, hmm, yeah, we're going to Paris. Matter of fact, one of my favorite things I always tell people is like, there was one time I had to, you know, I woke my, uh, my middle daughter up and I was like, Hey, get up, get ready, get your stuff packed. We're, we're heading out. And she's like, oh, she get up groggy and she's like, where are we going? I'm like, we're going down to Paris. And she's like, Oh my God, Paris again! again. <laughs> <laughs> and it hit me. I was like, Oh my God, you don't know how many people would, would literally l- shank other people. Yeah, to have <laughs> that lifestyle to be like, Oh yeah, we're just gonna pop down to Paris. So like, w- you know, going there for us is like just it's normal. It's a train, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a train ride, or but we drove this time. Okay, we drove. Um, it's a it's a it's a couple hours drive. But we drove down there and um and once again had to brave Parisian par- traffic. But went down, uh, really nice time. The ceremony was great. Uh, I was that it was in an old th- it was this old theater, one of the oldest theaters in Paris, mm-hmm. where they held it. And um, we went there and <coughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm just gonna be honest personally. I was bored. Not not because the ceremony was boring. I was like, get to the part where you give them the diploma, so we get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, 
Wait, but, we have 17 guest speakers. But no, but they they did have a lot of guest speakers. And when I went back and looked at the video, like I, I kind of feel bad because like when I, I listened to some of the people and what they've accomplished, I was like, holy shit, that was actually pretty interesting. I probably should have talked to that person more than been like, hey, I am trying to chase down this uh, <laughs> appetizer plate. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but afterwards, you know, they had a little thing and a reception and the appetizers. And this was, this was France. And the appetizers and the wine and the champagne and everything at the little, you know, little mixer thing afterwards was so good. Oh my so God. you can't see LT's face right now, <sighs> but uh, <laughs> it's kind of in between an O oh, face yes. and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just had a really good glass of wine face. So I'm not really sure which one it is. It was probably, uh, it was, it was but his eyes were rolling in the back of his head. Just, just so you can imagine that. Well, let me put it this way: I've I've been to several graduations, including Moon, um, and nothing ever was close to that. Nice. It was so good, and uh, and of course, so uh, I don't want to name names, but there were several celebrities there, and Ooh. one of the coolest things that happened while we were there was. Uh, my my middle daughter, you know, she watches a lot of these shows, and she recognized one. So, you know, rewind four years, four and a half years, and we're on this boat and on the on the river, you know, on the Seine River in uh in Paris. You know, it was, it was the it was the uh, parents and family mixer sort of thing for mm-hmm. the university. We're we're here to drop off our daughter, and my daughter's like, oh my god, I recognize that guy from TV. I know who this is, and she was like, we we need, let's go over and talk to him. So we go over there, and he's like, yeah, he was really cool, and he takes a picture with her. And then I was like, you know, I take a picture with him, and then we have, like, this group shot and stuff like that. So while we're doing the gala, we're walking through, and he's like, hey. And I was like, hey. You you recognize you? Yeah. awesome. And we're talking, and I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? And uh, he's like, like, oh, my God, he whips out his phone. He goes, I still have those pictures. Yes. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, that's so cool. So I was like. He's like, yeah, where's, you know, my my other daughter? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're not going to recognize it right now. <laughs> like, so when we took the picture, she was probably as tall as his shoulder. Yeah. She's taller than him. Oh, wow. Now. And it was like, he was like, whoa. And then he saw my son and he's like, wow. I was like, last time I saw you, you were this big. And mm-hmm. he was like, and I was just sitting there going, oh, my God, there's this guy, you know, like he called us out like you know and he, he is a celebrity i'm not gonna name his name but he was there and that was cool and there were several others there too that was like you know because <laughs> this school just to just to be fair this school is a lot of a lot of rich kids uh, go to this school it is not a cheap school well, i mean it's any, in paris so yeah, yeah. it's not a cheap school at any stretch and you know and thankfully we were in a position where we were able to afford sending her there but uh, but it was really cool, like to sit there, and I was like, that was the coolest thing. Like we're we're, we're going through, you know, champagnes, and, and I just hear, you know, he's like, he calls me, he he actually says my name, you oh, know, nice. across the room, and I turn, I'm like, ah, you know, and it was like, oh, we did this this meet. Uh, I got to meet some of my other friends. Um, one of my other friends, um, from South Africa, we uh, we 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 uh, we 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 bond. 
because he's always all over the place. So, you know, we, we'll, we'll ping each other here and now and there. He was there, too, so it was great to see him again. Yeah, just kind of see where each other is at yeah, uh, all throughout the world. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was it was just a great time. So not as uh, fun as uh, Jay's uh, uh, winery, but we it was a great little trip down there. And, uh, you know, we only stayed about two days, uh, and then we came back. But I spent a lot of money in that two days. Uh, but it was a great time, and of course, you know, if anybody wants more information about that, I think I'll probably post it on the uh, book face uh, for the places we. Uh, that's what we probably do. Yeah. Things we drink and eat, we should probably put it put it on the book. We face. do. We need to be more active on that too. We do. We need to like work less yeah. and do this more. Yeah, oh, that would be great. <laughs> would actually, be... so so I actually thought about this right. So, uh, you know, we've talked about doing trips uh, for our, you know, for the for the podcast. And, you know, um, I am really thinking about uh, starting a GoFundMe or some kind of site like that for a specific trip. And then our listeners can donate to it. And then once we reach a certain dollar amount, then we go and do whatever the trip is, which I think would be pretty cool because be we, awesome. we do we do a lot of whiskey. So and we've always talked about doing uh a whiskey tour or a distillery tour yeah, in Scotland. Scotland I think that would be amazing, yes. especially if we did um, you know, really really any one of them. I would I would love to do the uh the Glendevron or the Balvenie. I think those would be some of my favorite to do. Oh, those would be awesome. But uh, you know, I mean it it's one of those things where it's like if we do a um you know, let's say we get, you know, raise what what do you think? Like seven hundred dollars, boom. Somehow that that should that should pay for tickets and entry yeah, fee, and everything. Yeah, I, I think something like that would be cool. Well, but I mean, I mean we'll, we'll we'll think about that on the side. And but and, uh, but I, but it is something I've I've thought about because I really do want to start start um start sharing our travel and, and whiskey stories. I think that'd be, that'd be really awesome. cool, especially if we have like a like a handheld recorder and we can actually do interviews like on the spot with people. I think Great that would idea. be awesome. Yeah. So you know, and that's saying the same. So. And and we're we're generally on the move all the time. So for instance, Jay next week is going back to Italy. Yeah, I'll be in Rome for a few days. Yeah, and this weekend I'll be jumping on my Harley and I will be going to a uh, bike week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're gonna have more adventures, but uh, I think uh, that's good for now. Yeah, I think it is. I I hope you guys enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I had a great time in Italy. I'm glad I was able to share it with you guys. I had a great time in Paris and. uh, the only thing that was hurting from there was my wallet, but it'll heal because <laughs> one down. Oh, wait. Actually, I didn't tell you about when I got back to Germany. It's the gunfighter gymnasium. Well, then we'll it have to amazing. save that for next time. Okay. Next time, next time. All right. We'll see you guys later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Dose Defensive Gentlemen podcast. We want to hear what you got to say, so leave us a comment below and hit that like button. Also, subscribe so you can get your future DOG updates.